Hello and welcome to Unpacking My Privilege, a resource for intersectional feminists who want to change the world. My name's Chanel Peterson, my pronouns are she and her, and I'm so infinitely grateful to have you watching and to have Darian here as my first, maybe second, I'm not sure when I'm posting this, <laughs> hype girl guest. Yay! So, Miss Darian Divinity, please tell the people who you are and what you do. Thank you so much for having me, Chanel. I feel so honored to be a part of the Hype Girl series. So, my name is Darian. I go by Darian Divinity on Instagram, and I own a conscious cannabis consumption business called Marijuana Meditations, where I promote intentional cannabis usage and guide psychedelic meditations. Oh my gosh, I didn't psychedelic meaning like mushrooms too and stuff? Or? So I am getting there, but the cannabis meditations become very psychedelic. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm very excited. Yes. So we are going to talk about marijuana. We're going to talk a little bit about, I'm more interested in like, um, talking a little bit about like the wrongful incarceration of black and indigenous folks and then at the end she's gonna guide us through a mindful meditation yes. so I would love to ask you what change do you wish to see in the world the change I wish to see in the world is definitely a huge change in both the education system and the prison system and just the whole government system really but those are the two main focuses that I see I would really love to infiltrate the education system to bring more awareness into just conscious use because we were grown in an era of just the just say no mm -hmm. propaganda yeah and do you remember dare dare yes <laughs> my dad was a dare name. teacher yeah what did dare even stand for i can look it up let's do this don't it's drug abuse resistance education mm. Yeah. I feel like that was so drilled into us, but see, like, I don't remember, you know, but I do remember signing my name as, like, mm -hmm. they made you promise that you would never do drugs. Yeah. And they did. Oh, gosh. Okay. So, for the listeners, this is a very edgy episode for me because I've never openly said, yeah, I smoke weed. And it's not like I'm the most advanced. I'm still very new to it. But I love it. I love marijuana way more than I like alcohol. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so we're just being really open and honest. Yes. Like, hi everyone, I'm Chanel, and I smoke <laughs> weed sometimes. Give it up for Chanel. <laughs> Thank you, Chanel, for just opening up your heart and your just like ability to be vulnerable and share this new aspect of yourself. Well, it's kind of silly that it's like scary, you right? Because it's it's legal in a lot of places. It's been proved to be medicinal. Mm -hmm. So, do you know why weed has the stigma? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it goes back to the whole history of it. It's and it's rooted in racism. So essentially, the whole incarceration and demonization of cannabis began with like the Nixon administration and just trying to gain power. So shortly after the prohibition era, they were like, okay, well now what are we gonna do? So this didn't really work. So now we're just going to try to abolish cannabis. And so they framed it in a way demonizing both the hippies and black people. Right. And just colored people. Because they're making the most change at this mm -hmm. point in time. Mm -hmm. And they were like, okay, well, how do we do this? Because we can't just arrest them for no reason. So what we're going to do is tie them with 
these drugs and so then that's how cannabis became a like schedule one drug yeah so it's right up there with heroin yeah what what mm-hmm and so but prior to this cannabis was used in the medical industries it was like the third most used um medicine and then once that whole era came around so there's this man called um henry alexander okay. let me just double check that one real quick yeah, Harry. So there's this man called Harry Alexander, and he was really like the stormtrooper of the whole prohibition era. And he basically was trying to make it so that people watching the news believed that people that smoked weed, mainly black people that smoke weed, it would make them think that, that we are as good as white people. And smoking would cause black people to forget our place in society and that even though it caused a short-term relaxation it caused long-term negative effects which would involve like rape suicide oh. murder and which is, isn't true right 100%. you know and like it does kind of raise your consciousness which means that you are like more in your power which we don't want black and indigenous and people of color in their power exactly so that makes sense exactly yeah so it's a huge thing of suppression and i feel like it also has to do with just the way that cannabis has been treated in the advertisement because Okay, so like, what was your first awareness of cannabis? Definitely dare, and it was like a gateway drug. Yes. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna start with weed, and then all of a sudden you're gonna have a needle in your arm shooting up heroin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Which right. which I mean has not been my experience. I have smoked weed, and I will never. I I don't want to do heroin. <laughs> um, I have been more open to other things like the other day i did try mushroom chocolate mm -hmm. um i tried ashwagandha which i think is considered like a drug i don't think so just a mushroom yeah it's like in there with like lion's mane and yeah fishy. okay okay yeah. but i feel like um, all mushrooms have some type of like psychedelic yeah. yeah well it just literally it makes me happy it makes me just like relaxed it hel helps me channel like all of this beautiful wisdom um and i've mentioned this to you before we started recording i love weed because it makes me feel like a better person in a lot of ways like i'm just like grateful mm -hmm. we got really high and we went to universal studios Ooh. the other day and i was just like walking around as like i love my body it's i'm so happy that i'm able to walk around and experience all these rides with no pain and i can read these written like signs yeah. like thank god for the written language like <laughs> that is what marijuana and that one time I did chocolate shrooms, that, that's what that is for right. me. That doesn't sound bad. Yeah. Good. I'm so happy that you have a good experience with it. Yeah. Um, I would love to know what your first time like being high was. Okay, so I went to a music festival, Decadence in Denver, Colorado. At this time, very few states had legalized it. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the reasons why I had never experienced weed before is because I was very scared of like breaking the law and getting in trouble. But because it was legal in Denver, I was like, okay, I'm not gonna get in trouble. Yeah. I can experience this with no, basically no negative repercussions, right? Yeah. And so I took an edible because I was really uncomfortable with smoking. Mm -hmm. I definitely don't like cigarettes. And I've since gotten more comfortable with smoking weed, 
but I, I do really like edibles. And I remember, remember I was sitting in the car and I was like, talking to my boyfriend at the time, I was like, did it hit yet? Yeah. Did it hit? <laughs> I, I can't tell. And then all of a sudden it hit. And you know when it hit. Oh, and I was just relaxed and like, I do this thing where I'm just like dancing even if there's no music. And like, we went to a restaurant and the food mm. was so incredible. And I was sitting in this comfy chair and my body felt so good. I did get a little bit of like paranoia mm -hmm. at the first time. I was like, these waitresses, they know I'm high, they're right. judging me. But then I started thinking about like really delicious, yummy thoughts that I wanted to like write in my note section so I could like Google later. Mm. You know, yeah. like I just have like crazy fun, creative ideas and I just had a really positive experience. Good. Yeah. I'm so happy to hear that. So I want to know about you. What was your first time like and how did you get into conscious cannabis meditations? Mm -hmm. Thank you for asking. So my first time smoking was, well, my first first time was um, shotgunned with my boyfriend because okay. I didn't want to tell my mom. I wanted to be able to tell my mom that I've never smoked. So I felt like getting shotgunned was like a little loophole. So it's like inhaling what he let out? Yeah, so like yeah. he would smoke and then he would, we would like kiss and he'd be like, you know? <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Like a contact high almost, right? right. Like, mm -hmm. okay. And so it was fun, but there was also a lot of anxiety that I was going to get in trouble. And then I had this moment where I was like, am I really here at this party? Or am I sitting in front of my parents and I'm like having this whole mm. like interdimensional anxiety going on. And so I stopped smoking until I got into college. And then I smoked with some friends I felt really comfortable with. And then I was just like, this is amazing. I feel so happy and connected and just really able to enjoy life in a different way. And so around this time that I had started like really smoking, I went to my first yoga class mm -hmm. and I went to this yoga class high. And so the yoga teacher, she said something along the lines of like your roots into the ground and extend your branches out of your head. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, it just like snapped this energy of alignment into mm -hmm. me and it was just, I felt the closest I had ever felt to God, and it just, like, tuned me in. And then ever since that moment, I was telling my friends, like, I, I experienced the biggest and greatest high I've ever had. Like, I want to share this with you, and I tried to guide them through meditations from there. So after every time I would smoke, I'd be like, come on, like, let's go on this journey. So that's how that started. And then when I really got into conscious cannabis consumption is... Um, well, because every time I would smoke, I would start to go into meditations and I was just like, this is the best way to smoke. Mm -hmm. And I was just getting all these downloads and really connecting with God in a different way. And then I had a YouTube channel and where I post all different types of videos. But one of the videos was a marijuana meditation. And out of all of my videos, that was the one that was getting the most attention. And people were like, this is really healing for me. This is like helping me with my anxiety and just like, I need more of this. So I was like, okay, this is, this is something that people actually like need. And then it just got me thinking more and realizing how it's been so beneficial in my life. And that's how I really started making it into a more serious business and bringing it out into the world. I love that. I love that. And, you know, I had mentioned, like, my paranoia, and you had mentioned, like, your insecurities. Mm -hmm. So, like, is there... What are the negative effects of weed, I guess? And how mm -hmm. do we kind of, like, not have those? <laughs> right. So I feel like the negative effects of weed begin with the intention of going into smoking. 
So I think that the negative effects can come in when you're just smoking unconsciously or smoking out of habit and rather than like ritual or with like an actual reason. And so when you do that, I think that that's when a lot of anxiety can come up because things happen throughout our life that can trigger us. And if you're smoking to try to just forget about it, you can't really forget about it. I feel like the cannabis will maybe like distract you a little bit, but I feel that ultimately it's going to come up as a, it will come up as a trigger. And I think that's when some type of bodily discomfort comes in because the cannabis is trying to show you like, Hey, you need to recognize this Ooh. and your body or your mind might be like, no, I'm not really ready to, or I don't want to deal with that. So there's like a cognitive dissonance that happens there. So I feel like that's the only time when cannabis can be negative is when it's just so unconsciously being abused. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it kind of reminds me of ceremonial cacao mm -hmm. and the fact that you need to like give it reverence and have intention when you take cacao and do you know the history of it the olden times like in the beginning was it used in ceremony like back then too um i haven't done too much research as far as like the deep deep roots of it but what i do know is that it is 12 times older than humans are and okay. yeah so it's been around for a very very long time dinosaurs like right dinosaurs <laughs> are getting high um but there's been evidence shown in like the tombstones of the egyptians you can see references of it in hieroglyphics mm. and even references in the bible i feel like it has always been around and people have used it in ceremonial uses for a long time and i feel like it's probably a more recent thing of it being more recreational and so unconscious. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the, because of the way that it's been distributed and the lack of like resources. Because I feel like when you kind of tell people you can't do this, it makes it, you're already putting that kind of like stigma onto it of like, this is bad. So you kind of, there's that, there's this human thing of like, oh, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. I want to do it. And right. then it creates like a weird thing within us that can cause anxiety, that can cause fear of yeah. feeling like I'm doing something wrong. The paranoia. Yeah. Something that I absolutely want to address is the wrongful incarceration of people of color regarding weed. I know that in so many states it is legal, like California and, and Colorado, but in my hometown state, South Dakota, mm -hmm. um, we actually passed both medicinal and recreational marijuana, but then our governor was like, mm -mm -mm, this is unconstitutional, and so she's like blocking it. Really? And I know that in South Dakota, the main people in jail for weed are our indigenous populations. And then likewise in New Zealand, where I was living for the past four years, they voted against legalizing marijuana. And I think that has a lot to do with the Maori population and the indigenous people in New Zealand and the older people who have more like white supremacist beliefs. Like, I think that all ties together. I need to mm -hmm. do more research. But so, yes. Can you talk more about wrongful incarceration? So it goes it goes back way back when um, Mexican people started immigrating to America and there was the marijuana tax reform. That was mm. like 
when everything really kind of started because Mexican people were using cannabis as hemp and it was being used not for smoking. It was just used for products. You could do it, use it like plastic. Yes, yes, exactly. And it's so much better for like the environment, for, for everything. But big white companies, they were like, oh no, I have this plastic company and it's going to be the top da da da. So they were like, we're exiling hemp. We're no more marijuana. And it was actually spelled different back in the day with without a J. Mm -hmm. So that's when it really started to become, that was like the first racist type of situation. And then um, shortly after slavery was abolished, it was an easy way for police officers to arrest black and brown people. And it's actually gotten worse. So, oh, okay, yeah. this is interesting, yes. Yeah, so President Nixon was the one that announced the whole war on drugs and basically said that cannabis was the number one like enemy of of our world at that time and so the war on drug has been actually going on for 51 years with no increase of people not using cannabis Ooh. it's only gotten more people have been using cannabis and more cannabis has been grown since the war on drugs has been announced so during this time black and brown people are at least three times more likely to be arrested and convicted. Even though white people use it the same amount. Exactly. I know that stat. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And so in some states, it's up to 10 times as likely for black and brown people to be arrested. So it's become a serious problem as far as just modern day slavery goes, because even in states where cannabis is legal, people are still being incarcerated for crimes that they did for having just one joint on them. And then there was the whole three strikes you're out rule. So people were caught, caught with two joints. It's like now they're in, in prison for life. Mm. And some people have even died from just having a little bit of weed on them. I think in, I think in New York, they're like the first state to say if you had a marijuana related crime you no longer have to be in jail like they release you oh really? like that's not in to, in effect everywhere which i think is wrong like if right. it's legal now those people shouldn't be paying the crimes right and i'm not the most educated on it maybe they're they are out or maybe lessened sentences or something like that but do you know anything? About I haven't that? heard about that, but I have heard that it's gotten increasingly worse. Like even since 2018, there's been a 12% increase from 2018 mm -hmm. to 2022. And uh, public officials are just not, they're not really doing anything about it. So right now, like the best way that we can try to make a positive impact on this is by bringing it into more awareness. So sharing this podcast, sharing this video, talking about it with your friends, sharing information about these issues, and also supporting black and brown businesses. So you'd mentioned marijuana without the J. Mm -hmm. So I have heard that they call it marijuana to make it sound more foreign mm -hmm. or something like that. Mm -hmm. Tell me more about the name marijuana. Mm -hmm. So marijuana is actually an English made up word that... Because it sounds Spanish. Because it sounds Spanish, right. So they basically derived a word coming from Asia that, and they just like switched around the words and tried to make like the, um, the syntax of it sound Mexican, essentially. Mm. So a lot of times you hear in the news people refer to cannabis as marijuana, like marijuana accent. I don't know. So it's 
it's not it's not typically used in a positive way mm -hmm. it's used in a very black and white legal negative form so i did think about this a lot when i was creating marijuana meditations because i know that there are some racist negative connotations with it yeah however i wanted to have it be a part of redefining the way that white people view marijuana oh, i love that like reclaiming the word in the same way that like a girl would call herself like a bad bitch yes yeah exactly <laughs> i love it i love it exactly because you could also call it weed you could also call it cannabis so you mm -hmm. chose marijuana like that's mm -hmm. the word that you like to use the most well so i use marijuana for my business marijuana meditations mainly because of like the the play on words with the mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's just so clear that that's exactly what it is but i also liked the fact that when you pair the word marijuana with meditation it's hard to put a negative connotation yeah. on that hundred yes Yes, I agree because I was talking to Kishan about how I wanted to do marijuana podcast and he was like, oh, I don't know. And then I'm like, yeah, marijuana meditation. And he's like, oh, okay. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and it's a beautiful time to do that because I feel like people are becoming more just health conscious and more accepting of just meditation in itself and marijuana cannabis is still like up on the rise too. But in my like everyday talking conversations, I usually use cannabis. I like yeah. it. I like it. I usually say weed just because it's faster. I yeah, guess. I use weed too. Yeah. In like less formal settings, I'll be like, do yeah. you smoke weed? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I would love to have a little sampling of Ooh. your meditations. Ooh, yes. Let's do it. Okay. So I begin the ritual with asking you your intention for smoking. Beautiful. And then whatever your intention is, is what will be packed into the bowl. So my intention, I had been thinking about this before we started the camera, right? Okay. Would you like to hold some and okay. place your intentions into it? Oh, beautiful. Okay. Um, I need to trust myself more. I need to trust my ability to achieve my goals and really just lean into my life purpose with this podcast and all these crazy, wonderful projects that I want to work on, I need to trust myself. So that's my intention for it. <laughs> that's beautiful. So I'm not sure how to do this actually. <laughs> so I, I really like um, breaking it apart with my fingers because I feel like mm. it brings in more of the senses. So I prefer to not use a grinder. Just be grateful that we have like fingers and nails to oh, break I up the ganja. And I feel like it also helps to place the intentions more potent, potently into that. the bowl. I love that the meditation starts before you even start smoking. Yeah. And then I always use hemp wick as well. So using hemp wick prevents butane from going into your lungs. And what is butane? Butane is the liquid that they put in lighters. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So usually when you light a bowl or a bong, you turn the lighter upside down and you go like this, right? Mm. The butane is just going straight onto the bowl and into your lungs and over lung periods of time that can cause some serious health problems like Ooh. not only with your lungs but with your brain your kidney your liver all that so gotcha. using hemp wig uh just takes away the butane aspect okay and before we even light it mm -hmm. oh, something that i think that i struggle with when smoking marijuana i don't think i inhale it deeply enough mm -hmm. 
Do you have any guidance on how to know if you've like inhaled it the most? Because you kind of want to cough, right? So I have heard that if you cough, it makes you higher. Oh, okay. But I don't know how true that is. Gotcha. But what I do know is that what I feel like would be good for you is to activate your vagus nerve. Okay. Essentially. Mm-hmm. So you're going to just like imagine breathing in, breathing in your intention. That's, that's your main goal. Breathe in mm. your intention, but imagine it going into your body, down your nervous system, reaching your root chakra, and then releasing. And you're going to breathe out your intention as well. Do I like breathe in trust and like release fear or something? Or release it? whatever you want, boo. Okay. 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 <laughs> I love it. All right. Let's try it. Okay. And so I have the pipe here. I'm covering the hole mm -hmm. okay. and so then after it's lit a little bit you're going to release the hole and you'll breathe in more of it there mm -hmm. okay ready yes release the fear Release the fear of judgment from anyone watching and just like trust, trust that I'm making the right decisions to get me to where I want to go. This also, um, can you talk to me a little bit about quality of weed? So <laughs> you, you definitely want to be mindful of where you get your cannabis from because I feel that the growing stages of it is very important because Growing marijuana involves a lot of care, mm. and so the person that's putting their love and attention to it, I feel like that ultimately is going to some, somewhat have an effect on yeah. your experience. Yeah. That reminds me a lot of sage. Mm -hmm. um, I had an indigenous woman on the podcast once and we were talking about how white sage is massively over harvested mm. and like the people in California, like the indigenous tribes in California are like saying stop harvesting the, the sage yeah. and there's actually a really ethical way to do it. You're supposed to, you can harvest it, but you have to lay down like an offering like tobacco right? and then you never cut it at the stem. You always, or you never cut it at the root. You always allow it to grow, grow back. Mm -hmm. So like, I feel a lot of similarities in that regard. Right. And I've heard like the one third rule only take like one third of whatever you're um, collecting as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I, what I honestly do is I bless my ganja. I am looking for a black owned cannabis company oh. to work with. I actually have a dream that- An empire. An empire, exactly. <laughs> so I would love to collaborate with some cannabis brands to have strain specific meditations. Ooh. So when you get your cannabis, you're also getting a QR code that is associated with a meditation Cute. of smoking. I love that. And then, like, sativa is mm -hmm. more higher energy, right? No? Opposite? So, sativa indica? is more, like, of a creative, euphoric kind of flow. And then indica is more chill, more nighttime kind of smell. So that even, even that helps with the, like, the intention. And, mm -hmm. then, and then you scan the QR code mm -hmm. and you have, like, the meditation to assist you with that. Exactly. Exactly. That. But what I've recently heard is that they label sativa and indica only by the way that people feel they'll mm. just like do like a test experiment of like oh how do you feel and then people will be like oh i feel tired or 
happy and then it's just people but it's so individualized exactly right? exactly <laughs> right that's so, so interesting there's been times where i've gotten like shake and i will bless the shake and put my intentions into how what? i want to experience what shake so shake is the residue of nugs so when they cut oh isn't that also it's like in the grinder you grind it and all the keef? little pieces yeah so this is different than keef oh. mm -hmm. keef is like more of the crystallization and like the stickiness of cannabis okay whereas um um shake is like it's basically the same thing as nugs just not in the nug form it's okay. like the the weed that has fallen off okay. when they're cutting and okay. stuff. Okay. So a lot of times people don't like to get shake because it's it's cheaper and it's not coming in like the whole package. But I've gotten shake and I'm like, I'm just going to put my intentions into it and people will be like, wow, this tastes like amazing top shelf. Okay. So I feel Intention like it's really impacts quality. I like that. I yeah. like that. I did a meditation monthly subscription service once. I, I failed at it. Like I didn't sell any boxes really, but I purchased some crystals oh. and I like dug them in my garden and I was trying to like ground them and like put the intention. I even told the crystals i was like i need you to go to the people who need you most mm -hmm. and so i don't know where they are today i like sold them at a garage sale or something but um yeah wow <laughs> that reminds me of that a Aww, little bit that was beautiful <laughs> yeah intentionality is everything like it's literally how every single thing that we see somebody had the intention to say, I'm going to create this, and then it's manifested into our realm and into our life. So the people that have that crystal, that is because you put that intention into it at that one point, is to say, I'm going to get a meditation subscription. I'm going to sell these crystals to whoever is meant to go to. And now that crystal may be somewhere else that's like down the line, they may have passed it off, but the intention of you originally getting it is so powerful. Mm, I love that. Yeah, they were like black obsidian and other like grounding stones. So that's why I'm like garden, yeah. earth. Yeah. Mm. So do you want to do this? Yes. Do... Is there a way to consciously smoke up a partner? Ooh, that's a good question. I feel like honoring each other's intentions is the best way and being really present with the way that that we smoke with each other. And so like, I love that you are so present with my intentions. And so like when I smoke right now, part of my intention is going to be to amplify your intentions. Cute, I love that. Something that me and my friends do, I've only done it once, I would like to do it more, but there is a social media influencer on Instagram named Gala Darling, and she has the Miracle Morning Routine. And in this routine, you're supposed to say one minute of what you're grateful for, one minute of like a manifestation about how your day will be going, mm -hmm. and a one minute uh, future meditation about like a larger vision. Ooh. And so the best way to do this is to record yourself and send it to a friend. <gasps> And then the friend will amplify your intentions yeah. because they'll be like just doing their makeup and listening to you say like, I'm so happy and grateful that I have a business of my dreams. Yes. And they'll be like, oh yeah, she's got the business of uh -huh. her dreams. And then uh -huh. the universe gives her the business of her dreams. So, Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. I would love to do that with you. Okay. Yeah, yes. The more it. people who, I, I haven't sent it to more people because I don't, I don't know. It's like an insecurity. It's like, I'm into the spiritual stuff, but maybe people don't want to hear about 
my dreams or something, you know, just mm -hmm. resistance. Yeah, it's a vulnerable space to be in, to like share what you what you are visualizing, but yeah. I feel like it's also so powerful because just the purpose of that exercise, it's like when, mul when multiple people see the vision for yourself, it really creates it. And I was thinking about this a lot as far as portals go, mm -hmm. because I feel like we all have portals within, portals within portals, you okay. know? It's so like okay. every thought, is a portal. But okay. then when I share that thought with you, the portal gets bigger. I love it. And then now you are in that portal. And then if you are sharing that thought, then the, it just amplifies, amplifies. Mm. And we see this with just the way that, that we think and the way that so many social constructions have been placed upon us. Yeah. And even the conscious movement and how that has created like a portal within itself. So Yeah. Okay, okay. And so like you want the portal be, to be bigger because you yeah. want more people channeling uh -huh. their energy into Yes. That. Yes, mm -hmm. I love that. Here, smooth. <laughs> yes, I could keep going, but all right, I'm like leaving you hanging. No, no, it's perfect. <laughs> I love it. Okay, my intention with this bowl is to amplify beautiful, lovely Chanel's intentions for trusting and honoring and seeing all of her visions coming true. And being so grateful that I am able to be on this podcast and this creative experience with you all and to send you all love, to just be in the love mm -hmm. and to channel a beautiful meditation for this moment. This is beautiful. All right. So have you packed your bowl yet? Right. Smoke this is the moment. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Oh, another thing that I do is I breathe in before I smoke, and then I exhale, so that way my next inhale is, yeah. Mm -hmm. You got much more smoke than me. Maybe that was just the wick. Do you want to hit it again? Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Trust myself. Amplify. Okay. Mm -hmm. I think you forgot to do that part last time. I still, when you blow out smoke. Is that when you know that you've got it? Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Okay. Yeah, because you're like, you're not holding it in your mouth, right? You're not like... I don't think so. Like you feel it going into your lungs? Like you like yeah. do a full it's, body breath? Yeah, there's got some opening here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. How do you feel? I feel a lot more grounded than I did in the beginning of this podcast. Whenever I start a podcast, I'm always like very like angsty energy, like uncertain, right? So I like that. More grounded means more trusting. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. <laughs> okay, so please tell us how can we best support you? And this is always the time in the podcast where you plug any paid offerings because we love to financially support our sisters and social media accounts, anything. Mm, thank you so much. So the best place to find me is on my website, marijuanameditations.com. And then from there, you can see all of my other branches. I have a YouTube, Marijuana Meditations, Instagram, Marijuana Meditations. And then the way that you are able to best interact with me is through either my Zoom calls. So I do Ooh. weekly Monday marijuana meditations. Yeah. Currently they are at 5.30. This time may change, but I have themes for every Monday that we kind of springboard off of. And this looks like an hour of your day with 15 minutes of a brief discussion, 
about a 30 minute meditation and then another 15 minutes of sharing experiences. Wow. Love that. I have not done one. I will be doing one. Soon come, right? Yes. 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 And then I also have some membership packages. So I have a monthly membership where you receive exclusive meditations as well as a once a month one-on-one -on -one meditation with me as well nice. and then a yearly membership where you get a little bit of a discount whereas if you were just doing the monthly membership yeah. and you get 12 meditations so that way if you skip one month you kind of like have some some more room to play around with if one month you're like i really need two meditations and then you also get all of the exclusive meditations on there as well so we've got all the links in the description or the show notes and Thank you so much for being with me. I feel like hugging you. Aww. I feel like hugging you. I really appreciate you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your intention. Mm. Oh, big hug. I like that. <laughs> and um, we're going to cut the podcast and smoke a little more. So I love you all and we'll see you in the next one.